And so I'm going to speak uh, from the first chapter of Jeremiah, mainly, if you want to look at it in the church Bibles. It's on page 756. But um, we'll also be looking at Ephesians chapter 1 and 2, and I will have it on the PowerPoint, hopefully. So therefore, you'll be able to follow. And... um, The thing about Jeremiah, these verses, which we'll read in a minute, they've actually um, been important in my life for quite a while, uh, but I've never spoken on them before, so this is the first time. But uh, last week when I was in Turkey at a prayer conference, I was reminded of them again. Saturday I went to London for the day on the coach, and I was reading, and Jeremiah, again, it just came up in my daily reading, and I thought, okay. That's, that's what we're going for on Sunday. So I trust that uh, God will speak to you through these verses. And um, if my clicker works, yes, there we are. The, Jeremiah from chapter 1, verse 4. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down and to destroy and to overthrow and to build and to plant. So that's mainly what we're going to be looking at this morning. And, you know, what I want to say about it actually... (laughs) This isn't clicking, is it? Um, One more click. Ah, yeah. The first thing I want to say is very simple. That it is God who formed me and you and who created you. Actually very simple, but also really quite profound. Because we sort of know that, but we sort of feel different. Or at least... Somehow, I think a lot of us do. I certainly did. You know, some of us, we were born in all sorts of of circumstances. Some of us, we were greatly desired. Our parents maybe even prayed for us for years, and suddenly we appeared. And some of us, we maybe appeared unplanned, or as a problem, or... um, In my case, my parents were married to other people. So, if you look at it humanly speaking, I shouldn't exist. And of course, we do know occasionally children are are born uh, in rape, and that's another situation. But, whether somebody human planned us or didn't plan us, God planned us. 
And that is something actually very profound if we can, if we can accept that. The Bible says, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And this is what God is saying here. He's saying to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So even before that conception happened, and there's different circumstances around how that conception happens, that we humanly thinking, oh, it should have happened or it shouldn't have happened. It was planned or it unplanned. But before that, God had a plan and he was the one that created me, actually. And when we come to think of it, we cannot, whatever, I mean, some people know this very, very well, we cannot create a child. We can create the sort of uh, environment or somehow make it possible, be it, you know, uh, in a laboratory or be it not. But actually, that that life starts. It's only God that can do that. And so God, he wasn't surprised when you suddenly were conceived. Whatever the circumstance, it was no surprise, it was no problem, it was him who formed you and created you just, just as he wanted you to be. And that is here what he's saying, before I formed you in the womb, before I formed you, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And I'm pretty sure my clicker's not working. Oh, it did. Wow. So God's plans for me are even before I was conceived. He, you know, sometimes, has it ever happened to you that somebody gives you a present, a gift, and then suddenly you think, well, I wonder where I'll put that, or what could I use that for? That happens, right? <laughs> but sometimes, maybe we go and buy something or somebody gives us something, and it's just, just what we needed, just what we wanted, exactly. Well, this verse is saying that we, each one of us, we're not that first kind of gift. It's not that God's saying, oh, what will I do with that one? <laughs> it's just what he wanted. And that's before we go anywhere. I mean, wow. I haven't said anything apart from that God created us. But it is just so uh, important and so key before we go any further. And we will come back to that in a minute. But I did say that we're also going to read from Ephesians. And Ephesians says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has given us freely in the one he loves. 
Now, one reason why I'm reading these verses is just in case you say to me, well, that's what God said to Jeremiah. <laughs> God created Jeremiah, you know, that's not for me. But this, in the New Testament, you know, Paul is writing to all God's people. And he's saying, before the creation of the world, not just before you were conceived, God chose you. And it's saying the same thing again, isn't it? It's saying, God chose you to be holy and also uh, to be adopted, to be adopted as sons and daughters. And so this is the, f the first thing. He, he gives us, he brings us into his family. And who are we? First, we were that wonderful just right. God created us just right. And then he brought us firstly to himself, adopted into his family as sons and daughters. Click, click, click. Oh. And um, if we read in the next chapter of Ephesians, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork, now there it is again, right? We are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So actually, here, we're, we're saying sort of the same thing again, right? God created us just right, his handiwork, hand design. You know, there's no, with God, there's no factory conveyor belt, right? <laughs> we'll have a few of these and a few of those. Each one, handmade, his design. And, of course, we are saved by God's grace, by faith. Not, not by good works, but God has also here prepared good works for us to do. He's prepared them. And this is a bit like, click, click, click. Ah. It is a bit like if I come back to Jeremiah again. Because it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And I appointed you as prophet to the nations. So here then is the, the good work that God has prepared for Jeremiah. Now, of course, this is talking to Jeremiah. Um, he has different good works prepared for each of us. You might say, I'm a prophet to the nations, but not all the nations and not really a prophet. But <laughs> um, God has different good works prepared for each of us. And, you know, it's really interesting because... This Jeremiah, of course, was written in Hebrew. And Hebrew, there's a sort of way of writing in Hebrew that likes to say things twice and repeat itself, right? So you can see it in this verse. Before I formed you in the womb, before you were born, right? It's repeating the same thing twice. So then if you look at the end of the verse, you can get another insight. Because what's it saying? 
I knew you and I set you apart. Or um, I appointed you. So actually, do you understand what I'm saying? These are, these are parallels. So formed you and before you were born, it's saying the same thing. I knew you and I set you apart. That's the same thing. So God's knowing of me is the same as his setting me apart for a particular thing, a particular task, his particular plan. It comes out of his knowing me. And of course, his knowing me is because we've just said that he made me, he handmade me, right? But that means that God's plan, the good works that God's created for me to do, they are tailor-made for me. They're actually, you know, they fit perfectly. They use this word, you know, bespoke or custom-made. They're just, just for me. And again, there's no, no copies, no carbon copies. It's just for me. It's just, just right. Now, that doesn't mean, of course, that it will be all easy and with no troubles. I mean, if we think of Jeremiah, well, the task that God gave Jeremiah, it was just right for him. He was just the right person. But he had lots of difficulties. God even said, they won't listen to you. He said that to Isaiah too. I'm sending you, they won't listen. They stuck him in a well. He had lots of troubles. But it was just right. And that's the sort of um, plans and purposes that God has for each one of us. They're just right. They really fit, just like clothes that are tailor-made. But there will be troubles. And I can say that of myself. The God called me to a faraway place, but it's just the right place for me. It's just, just right. God called me to a new role. It's just right. But of course, there's lots of, there's lots of troubles. And sometimes we forget that, oh, if something goes wrong, I must, must be in the wrong place. And of course, it's all sorts of different callings that God has on our life. Again, in the Old Testament, when they were building the temple, it says, God put his spirit on Bahaza, somebody or other, I forget their names, because they were great at intricate design. And that was exactly what they had been called to do. It was their calling, and it was just right. But I'm sure they also had lots of uh, troubles and calling. But the thing is, it's made. It's perfectly made just for you. Um, so he did. And an interesting thing about these uh, words, it also was saying that he's appointed you um, for good works that God has created for us to do, um, prepared... In Ephesians chapter 10, sorry, 2 verse 10, click, click. It says, 
the good works that God has prepared in advance for us to do. And that actually can be translated, it made, made ready. Yeah, God's made it ready. And we just need to go and do it. And of course, if we read in uh, Romans 12 or 1 Corinthians 12, we know that we're all parts of the body. We have different gifts, different ministries. But God has prepared, hand-designed the exact good works that he wants you to do. And so, that's the same word as he says here. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. It's, it's the same thing. I prepared you. I set this up. I made it in advance. And that's what I want you to do. And um, actually, I don't want to, to speak about the nations today. But I will do a little pause because I can't miss it. <laughs> that, you know, the nations, we think maybe there's not many Christians here in Southampton. Or maybe we think there's a lot. But anyway, in the city I live in, is the same size as Southampton, and the number of Christians is probably you lot. That's it. Finished. Or, um, a country I visited recently, imagine this, a country four times the size of Hampshire in area, same population of Hampshire, 1.6 million, so just imagine now, in Southampton, there's two Christians, and then there's maybe another one in Portsmouth, and five or six somewhere else. And that's it. So, there are many nations that God is still appointing people to because there's still darkness, and there's no light in these places. And you know, if you go to a dark place, what happens? That's not a rhetorical question. If you go to a dark place, what happens? What? That's true, yeah. We'll talk about feeling scared in a minute, but... Something else? Sorry? Uh... I guess that's also true. <laughs> well, sorry? If you go to a dark place, it's not dark anymore. Right? Because you're light. I mean, it still might be quite dark. That's true and scary and you can't see your way. But that's true also in Southampton. If you go to a what is a dark place, a dark environment. We don't like it, you know, outside our, our comfort zone. But it's already not dark, not totally dark. Why? Because I'm there, because you're there, right? Um, but, yes, Jeremiah, well, he wasn't uh, too happy with his appointment. Now, remember... It was custom made for him, just the right thing. But what did he say? Oh, Allah, sovereign Lord, I don't know how to speak. I'm too young. And we can say I'm too this or that or whatever. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. 
You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I will be with you and rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See today, I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and plant. So, God's saying, don't say no to me. (laughs) And what's he also saying? I will put the words in your mouth. Now, of course, Jeremiah's appointment was as a prophet. So what he needed was words. Your appointment might be different. But the principle's still there. God says, if I'm calling you, I'll put the words in your mouth. I'll give you the words to say. I'll give you the ideas. I'll give you the contacts you need. I'll give you the boldness. Because I'm the one that's calling you. Um, And then he says... God says, get yourselves ready. Stand up and say to them, whatever I command you, do not be terrified by them or I will terrify you before them. (laughs) I always like that. Um, Today I have made you a fortified city, an iron pillar and a bronze wall to stand against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests and the people of the land. They will fight against you but will not overcome you, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Do not fear. God says it several times to Jeremiah. And we can often be afraid of stepping out and doing these things that God is calling us to do. And you know, there's, I, I, I say, talk about, you know, stepping out, there's the macro and there's the micro. Do you know what I mean? There's the big and there's the small. So, you know, sometimes I think it's easier for me to have, you know, gone from one country to another. That's maybe sort of the macro. But then, you know, to go out your door and go to your neighbor can be more difficult sometimes, right? So there's the macro and there's the micro. And yeah, even little things of saying hello to somebody. How are you doing? Can I pray for you? There's no... Nobody frightening, no dragons out there, but we're just still afraid because we're afraid. But that's why God continually says, don't be afraid because I'm with you. And then I like this bit, or I will terrify you before them. (laughs) Oops, (laughs) better not be afraid then. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, what are we afraid of? We're afraid of failure, maybe afraid of rejection, afraid that people will laugh and say, who does she think she is? What does she think she's doing? Or afraid we'll mess up. Or There's all sorts of things we'll be afraid of. But God says, don't be afraid. I'm with you. And it's tailor-made for you. That's what he's saying to us. And um, sometimes we also might think, Oh, I said that already, didn't I? Don't let fear hold you back. And it's never too late. I mean, Jeremiah, he was saying, I'm too young. Maybe you're saying, I'm too old. 
or oh, I've messed up, something like that. And what's this? Snakes and ladders, yeah. I started um, thinking about snakes and ladders when um, I was in Georgia recently and I was walking up a hill and so, you know, you, it's a bit like, because snakes and ladders sort of goes round, 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 round like this, doesn't it? Yeah? Duk, 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 duk. And so I was walking up the hill and I'm thinking, I'm not really getting very far <laughs> because you just come back. But actually, I was getting somewhere. And of course, sometimes there was little, you know, cuts where you could scramble up. I didn't, but I could have scrambled up, you know, from one road to the other and, and got up a bit faster. And sometimes the Christian life seems a bit like that, that we're, we're not getting very far. But why I started thinking about snakes and ladders is, so understand me right, the Christian life is not exactly like a game of snakes and ladders. Do not think that I said that, okay? <laughs> but when I started, because of course it's not a game of chance. I mean, snakes and ladders is a game of chance, right? Roll the dice, what happens? But it helped me to think about some things, because what's the ladder? You know, sometimes we're walking along and walking along, and it's going slowly, and suddenly, God, woof, up a ladder we go. That's God's grace, you know? We didn't have to move forward, just woof. But there are times when we mess up, right? Down the snake we go. And of course, it's a snake, that's <laughs> Down the snake we go. But do you know something about the game of snakes and ladders is that you are never out you know, there's some games, you know, if you mess up or you do something, you're out. That's it. You're out the game. Finished. This game's not like that. You slide right down the ladder, right down the snake, back to the beginning. And we do sometimes. But what do you do? You just start again. You just start again. And... It may take you a long time to get back to where you started. Or in God's grace, he might woof you up a ladder. And that's not very fair sometimes. Sometimes we think that's not very fair. That guy messed up. But that's God's grace. And the game of snakes and ladders, it only finishes, I mean, the game. When somebody wins, they get to the top, right? Our life, it finishes. There will be one day when we die. And then it's too late. But until then, it's never too late. You, down the bottom, start again. It might be slow going, or you might get a whiz up a ladder. And there we go. So, however much we've messed up, we can't say it's too late. It can't be. So, I just want to finish by summarizing. Very simple. It's God who formed me, who created me, who handmade me. His plans for me predate my conception, even 
before the creation of the world. He was waiting. When is Simon going to be born? Wow, I've got a plan. I've got a purpose. And because he knows me, his calling, the things he's prepared for me to do, they're custom-made. They fit just well. Although that doesn't mean it will be smooth sailing. Don't let fear hold you back. You know what you have to do if you're afraid to do something. Do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, I did have a fifth point. I was sure I did. It's never too late. Remember the game of snakes and ladders. You can just start again and wander up. So... That's all.